Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Can't you feel his presence in this room this morning? I think you ought to clap your hands one more time. How I trust him. How I trust him. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of God this morning, isn't it? Amen. Hasn't this praise team done a tremendous job? I want to say... I want to say to you all, and Sister Rachel, I want to say to you specifically, don't walk behind that wall yet. We are grateful for the work, for the the labor, for the time. We're grateful that you would make effort to bring in some old songs. We're grateful for that, and we're grateful for you. Let's give them a great big hand one more time. Now you can go behind the wall. Amen, amen. Well, it's me again, Margaret. (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, um, I'm, I'm honored to preach to you today. Our pastor is out of town, and uh, they, are, they are on a vacation, and I am so excited for them uh, that they are able to go on a vacation. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I work uh, as close as anybody with him, and um, there is not a waking moment where... Uh, that man is not making decisions and working and I'm grateful for an opportunity for them to be able to to unplug for a little while we're asking that that if you have any needs or anything during this week that you would reach out to the office and we will best we understand that there is nobody like pastor and there's no voice like pastor's voice and I amen that but we would ask you to contact the office if you would need anything this week so that we can just allow a week of rest and uh, for him and uh, we will serve you in the best possible way that we can can you say amen to that amen let's go to mark chapter 2 i'm going to read i'm going to start reading with verse 1 if it's your first time here, second, third, we're glad you're here, honored you're here. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Turn to, turn to your neighbor, say, he was in the house. They found out Jesus was in the house. Straightway, many were gathered together you know, when Jesus is in the house, there's, there's a whole lot that can happen. You know, you, you get, you get a, a man in the house, you know, you, you get, you get a, a preacher in the house and, and you got, and you got a, a, just a, another service on Sunday. But if you get Jesus in the house, if you get Jesus in the house, something's going to happen. Amen. Jesus was in that house. Somebody shout, Jesus was in the house. Straightway, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. I love the way Mark pens this story. Verse 3, they came to him bringing one sick 
of the palsy which was born of four, which was being carried by four, when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. When they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Where the sick of the palsy lay. I'm going to preach to you on this subject this morning. Overcome opposition. Overcome opposition. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your body today. Thank you for these amazing people, Lord, that are here. God, to hear from your word, faithful. God, we pray that that there would be a, just, just Lord, that there would be a, a confidence that comes, that there would be faith that enters, God, into the hearts and minds of every individual today. We pray, God, that you would allow us to see above the opposition, to see beyond, God, the the battle, to see beyond the, the toil and the and the struggles and the resistance today. We pray, oh God, for liberty in this room. We pray liberty in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. We've come for a move of your spirit. Have your perfect way in this room in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I um, enjoy at times to watch um, nature videos, National Geographic and learning and and, um, seeing about animals and the different ways that they live and and operate and behaviors. and, And anytime you look at creation, it always points to a creator. It's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, Romans 1 says, says that creation reveals God. And if you look at it long enough and study it long enough, and Joe, I know you and I have had recent conversations this week about creation and, and the things of God. And, and if you look at that long enough, it's going to point you to a creator. It really is. But, but I, I, I've, I've enjoyed looking at, at these videos and, and things about nature and creation and and I came across this, um, this story of, of an ox, and maybe you've seen it before, but if you throw the picture up on the screen, there was, in, in this video, there was a, there was a lion um, attacking an ox. And um, as they do, and as, as you probably know, they look, for, they look for one separated from the group or one that's that maybe appears to be weak or even young and and they they key on that ox and they and they devise a plan to attack and you know it's always dangerous when you're separated it's always dangerous well why is church important well it it gets you together it gets the body of christ together we need to be together somebody say amen to that and this ox, the video goes on, and this ox was, man, just just enduring and fighting, and and these lions would come up come up on him and, and and try to attack him, and one was one was on him there, and there was two others that were that were behind trying to devise a way to get this ox down. 
But one thing that the ox understands, one thing that they know, if you're going to win against a lion, there is one thing that you cannot do. You cannot lay down. You cannot, you cannot fall. Amen. You cannot, you cannot go to the ground because the moment that you go to the ground, they have an advantage. And so the ox makes it, and even in this video, it's hard to believe that that ox survives. But, but, uh, but, but, but the ox was able to survive the resistance and the attack because he simply determined within himself, I'm not going to fall, I'm not going to bend down, I'm not going to lay down, I'm going to remain standing, I'm going to remain tall, there's an attack on me, but I'm going to remain standing. What do you do when you've got opposition? How do you react when opposition comes into your life? I'll tell you one way. You cannot cower to that opposition. You cannot fold to that opposition. But there has to be something in us that says, I will remain standing. I will remain resolute in what I believe and in what I do. Because, because if I bow, if I lay down, if I cower, the enemy has me exactly where he wants me. Saint of God, man of God, lady of God, resistance is not the time. When you're being opposed and resisted, it's not the time to stop. It's not the time to lay down. It's the time to stand square and say, if God be for me, who can be against me. He was paralyzed. He had no ability to to get around on his own. I, I need you. Uh, I need you four up here, and I need you up here too. I need all y'all up here. The man was paralyzed. Can you be paralyzed today? Yeah. Just, just lay down for me right there. Yep, yep. Oh man, you're doing a great job. So I need you guys to get on, on the four sides here. Focus, I know it's 8.30, but come on, let's move a little faster. Get on the four sides of him. Pick him up by his, by his feet and by his hands. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And these, these four men face, face, face these smiling people out here. There you go. Take, take just a quick look at him back there and say, say hi. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi. He was, he's paralyzed. He's got no, he's, he's got no other choice. You can set him down for a second. I'll have you pick him back up here in a minute. That, that could get uncomfortable fast. They, they, they picked up this man. They picked up his bed, the Bible says, and, and they heard that Jesus was, was in the house. They heard that in Capernaum that Jesus had showed back up to their city and 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 so 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 the news went abroad. It 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 spread wide and far and fast and 
And uh, as soon as they could, as soon as they could, I, the, the story doesn't go into the details, but, but as soon as they could, I'm sure they got to their friend. They got to this man that was paralyzed and, and they grabbed him and come on, grab, grab him. And they, and they, they rushed to, to go down to Capernaum. Come on, y'all come on this way. Do not drop him, please. Do not drop that man. We don't have insurance for that. I don't think, um, but, but they get him, they get him to the house and, and they, they finally get this man. You can put him down. They finally get this man to where Jesus is only to be met by the crowd. Somebody say the crowd met by the crowd. You know, the crowd is, is a, is a tough, a tough place to be. And really in reality, it's not a place you want to be at all. They, they showed up to the crowd and, and the crowd didn't didn't want they they I would imagine that there were some in the crowd that saw that there's a man here on the bed and he's paralyzed but but the crowd wasn't concerned about that crowd wasn't concerned about his need the crowd was concerned about themselves anytime you get in a crowd anytime you get in a crowd of people You've got, you, most likely you've got a lot of people that, 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 that aren't very concerned about your need. They're just wrapped up in their need. I'm going to tell you right now, that crowd represents, what is, what's he talking about? The crowd. I'll tell you what the crowd represents in scripture. People that want to be near Jesus, but don't want to, uh, they want to be near Jesus for personal gain. Almost every time in scripture, they want to be, Jesus never reached for the crowd for this reason. He, ne he always ministered to one. He went to Zacchaeus, pressed through the crowd and went to one. And all through scripture, he presses through crowds and, and reaches, uh, you know, he feeds a crowd. But when he starts preaching to the crowd, the crowd all of a sudden doesn't, doesn't have a lot to do with that message. They just, they want the food, they want the miracles, they, they, they want the stuff, but they don't want the way of life. And, and so the crowd represents uh, people that are for, Brother Ronald, that, that, that are for themselves. They just, want, they just want to be near because what can I get? What can I have? Uh, Jesus is here and I've, I've got something that, that, that is an issue. And what, what can I get? You, you don't want to be a part of the crowd. I don't want to be a part of the crowd that's content with just getting stuff from Jesus. We, we got to be careful about this mentality of, well, what can I get? There's a part of that. Anytime you're close to Jesus, you get blessings that, that you never thought possible. But we have to be very careful that we don't follow Jesus as just kind of this, this, this mentality, welfare mentality of what can I get? What can I receive? What can I have? But the moment that, get, that it gets hard or that he requires something of us, we bail. We don't want to be a part of the crowd. I'm not in this for a handout. I'm not in this just for blessings. I'm in this because he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. I'm in this because I'm looking to make heaven my home. I don't want to just be a part of a crowd. And they were faced, they were met with a crowd that was against him and for themselves. It's easy. To do what the crowd is doing. Y'all stay there. It's easy just to do what the crowd is doing. 
You'll do things in a crowd that you would never do by yourself. They call it herd mentality. They call it herd mentality. When they stormed that, that building and con when Congress was in session, you can read the stories of, of people, of good people that made a bad decision because of what the crowd did. Because of what others were doing. They just went along with it. And before too long, they're in handcuffs. That's, that's, why, you got, that's why you got crowds out, out on Black Friday and Walmart. And you've got people literally trampled to death. It's a, it's a herd mentality. You, you, your nature leaves and you take on the nature of what the crowd is doing. I don't want to be a part of just what everybody else does. Because in, in reality, if they were to stay in the crowd, he would have never been healed. If they were to stay just where everybody else is, he would have never come in contact with Jesus. Let me tell you what's in the crowd. Competition is in the crowd. Jockeying for position is in the crowd. Self-gain is in the crowd. In the crowd, there's, 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 there's this jockeying. There's this, I, 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 don't, I don't want you to succeed. I don't want you to get closer. I want, come on, have you ever been there before? I've been, you ever been to, you ever been to an amusement park? I was, we was recently at Kings Island and man, we were trying to get on this train and uh, man, I, I'm going to tell you right now, we had a stroller, you know, we got, we got uh, 15 kids and uh, you know, you, you're trying to get on this train and you're like, man, I ain't worried about you. I'm going to get on this train. You know, we, you've been there before. You're just trying to, just trying to, just trying to make it. You, we've all been there, you know. With the crowd, if you stay with the crowd, you're going to get what the crowd gets. In Mark 2, in that crowd was Pharisees and Sadducees and don't you see and all these people that, that, that were just trying, to, just trying to prove God wrong, just trying to, just trying to find something, just, just trying to be near, but didn't really want a whole lot. What are you saying? What are you saying, preacher? Here's what I'm saying. If you stay with the crowd, you don't get much. What do you do? What do you do when you are met with the opposition? What do you do? What do you do? What, what did these people do when they were met with the opposition of the crowd? I'll tell you what they did. They found another way. They found a way that wasn't, they found a way that was off of the beaten path. You see, anytime you've got somebody full of faith, anytime you've got somebody full of, of the plan and the purpose of God, when, when, when the fleshly eyes see one way, faith always sees another way. Always. Always. Faith always sees beyond the crowd. Faith sees beyond what everybody else is doing. When, when, when your eyes only see resistance, faith says, just look up. There's another way. 
faith says just look up uh, there's another there's another path i know it's not popular i know it's it's not what the crowd is doing but if you will look up there is another way and can i preach to you this morning that there is another way amen through your obstacle and through your opposition if you could get a lens of faith on this morning there is a way out of the opposition that has come against you Go ahead and be seated. Faith finds another way. Paralyzed man, these four men. I wonder, I wonder their relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, I don't know the answer, but I'm, I'm interested in their relationship with this paralyzed man. But aside from that point, Mark begins to pen this story. And the scripture says, it, it's so, I, I love the way he writes it because he said, straightway, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. In other words, no more could come through that door. But Mark knew the rest of the story. And they, they find, they see another opportunity in the roof. Here's what I believe about this story. Are y'all with me this morning? Here's what I believe about this story. When you're paralyzed and you're laying on the ground, it's hard to see the crowd. It's hard to see people beside you. It's, it's really hard to worry about what everybody else is doing. What everybody else is, is he going to stay laying down and preach? Yeah, I'm going to. Just, just hang with me for a second. It's, it's really hard in this position to, to worry about what everybody else is doing and the way everybody else is doing it. Come on, somebody. It's really hard to focus on competition when you're laying like this. You're not worried about competition. When your back's against the floor, when your back's against the bed that you've lived in, you're not really worried about what everybody else is doing. You're just worried about the need that you've come with. And what he could not see beside him Here's what I believe. What he could not see an opening in front of him through the crowd. I believe that there was something in that man, in the posture of that man laying on that bed that could see an opening on the roof. <laughs> Everybody else was looking to the crowd. Everybody else only saw the obstacle. 
But the man that had tried everything and never experienced healing saw a way above everybody else. And I believe that man whose back was against the floor said, men, if you could just take me up there, I know nobody else is doing it. I know it's not a popular way. I know you may look foolish for taking me up there, but if you could just get me up there, I believe it's still possible. I believe God can still heal me. I believe that that man looked above what everybody else was doing and where everybody else was. And if you've come with your back against the ground this morning, let me tell you, you are in the perfect posture to see another way. You are in the perfect posture to see a higher way. There is another way through your pain. There is another way through your hurt. Amen. You've just got to look above. You've got to look above the issue. Look above the resistance. Look above the problem. Your answer is above you. It's above you. Somebody shout, it's above you. It's, I know it's 830. I, I know we're not dancing and shouting. I'm not uncomfortable at all in this setting because I've got a word from God. I'm going to tell you right now, your answer is above whatever. Your answer is not in a person. Your answer is in your faith, seeing another way. Come on, you've got to get it in your spirit that I see another way. Yes, it might look foolish. Yes, it might look silly, but there's another way. When you're met with resistance, it is not the will of God for you to cower to what the crowd is doing. It's not, you, you can't just live based upon what the crowd is doing. You've got to live beyond what the crowd is doing. You're not in it for the crowd anyway. You're not here for the crowd anyway. Come on, I didn't show up to church this morning to see what you would do. I showed up to church this morning to see what to see what God would do. I didn't come to look at the crowd. I came to look and see what he was, ah, and if you would just look beyond what the crowd is doing, you will see your answer today. They climbed up on that roof. They climbed up on that roof. I don't, I, have, I don't have the answer as to how you climb up a roof with a man laying on a bed. All that I know is that it took work. It took effort it, to keep a man straight from, and to keep him from falling off of, a, off of a bed going up that high. It would have taken work. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to go that way, that higher way, you're going to be met with some work to do. You're going to be met with some effort that has to be made. Amen. But I'll tell you right now, that roof, amen, that roof removed the influence, amen, and the resistance of the crowd. It removed it all. Amen. But when they got up on that roof, there was an obstruction in their way. Amen. And their perseverance allowed them to overcome. When they got up on that roof, the Bible says that they had to cut a hole in that roof. That probably didn't happen in two minutes. 
That probably happened in a little while. It probably took a little bit of time. They had to overcome, but their faithfulness and consistency, I can see them with a saw in their hand, just sawing away, just sawing away. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep praying. I'm just going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep attending service. I'm going to keep living for God. It's going to break. It's going to break here in just a minute. If you'll just keep being faithful, if you'll keep being well done, thou good and faithful, 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 if you'll just keep being faithful it'll break when you're up on that rooftop you're not going to do what everybody else is doing but you're going to have to overcome amen through your faithfulness and you're going to have to overcome amen the thoughts that come against you because anytime you get off the beaten path of what everybody else is doing, you're going to have to deal with the thoughts that come to your mind well nobody else is doing it this way well, nobody else. Well, we must look silly up on this roof, Brother Brown. We, we must look really foolish to everybody else. We, we, we must look really dumb. I, I, this isn't the way that everybody else is doing it, but, 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 but more than what I think, more than, more than I'm worried about the opinion of the crowd. I need a healing in my body. I need a healing in my life. I didn't come here to look good to you. I didn't come here to look good to a crowd. I came to church because somewhere there was something wrong, but I needed a God to fix it. We don't come into this room to do what the crowd is doing. We come into this room to get to the Lord. We come into this room to get to where Jesus is. Don't you ever be intimidated by the crowd. Don't you ever be intimidated by observers. Don't you ever be intimidated by people that just want to be around but don't want to be in it. Come on, but there's gotta be something in you. Amen, that, that was in the woman with the issue of blood, you've got to press through that junk. You've got to press through that crowd. You've got to take on a posture that maybe nobody else is taking. You've got to press through the crowd. Don't let the crowd, don't let the crowd stop you. Some of you are allowing family, be seated. Some of you are allowing family to determine your salvation. I know what I feel right now. Some of you are allowing your family, the crowd. Don't do that. You look so silly. What do you mean? What do you mean you're gonna, you're gonna wear that? You look foolish. What do you... What do you mean you're going to jump up and down and lift your hands and be exuberant? Don't you know we only do that at sporting events? We can take our shirts off at a sporting event, but oh, God forbid that you lift your hand and say a word in, in church. You, you look so foolish. What are they comparing you to? They're comparing you to the crowd. Do you want to be a part of the crowd or do you want to be a part of what God wants to do in your life?
You got to answer it. Every young person in this room has to answer it. Are you going to be a part of the crowd or are you going to say, I don't care what they think about me. I don't care what they say. They can mock me. They can say I'm better than them. They can say all of that. But as foolish as they may think I am, I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to the Lord. God's going to do something in my life. God's going to do something in me. Oh, they think, they think they're better than me. Oh, I know the mentality of this city. You, you try to straighten up your life. You try to get stuff going in your world. And all of a sudden, you've got people that become spiritual. Haven't been spiritual in 20 years. And all of a sudden, oh, you don't want to do that. That's, you, you don't want, where have you been when I was addicted? Where were you when I was, when I was going through marriage? Where were you when I, when I was going through this chaos? And now I go to church to try to get my life straightened out. Now I step away from what the crowd is doing. And now all of a sudden you want to mock me and look at me and call me crazy. I'm not going to worry about your opinion because your opinion is going to keep me lost. Your opinion is going to keep me here in this bed. I'm not worried about your opinion. I am going to Jesus. They cut through the roof. They lower him down. Story goes, remain standing with me. I'm done. Music come. They lower him down. Verse five. And when Jesus, Mark 2, 5, put it up there. When Jesus saw their faith, faith, somebody say faith. I was going to title this, Faith Finds a Way. Because when Jesus saw them, he didn't see, he didn't see a hole in the roof. He didn't see a repair job that had to happen. He didn't see other people that, that were in the back that, that kind of wanted it, but not enough to do what the crowd wasn't doing. Wasn't worried about any of that. You know what Jesus saw? When he saw them, he saw faith. 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 <laughs> faith. He said, thy faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Because more important than your temporal body is your eternal soul. Your temporal need will create an opportunity for your eternal soul to be saved. Some of you are in this room because of a temporal need. Chaos in your life, chaos in your family, issue with health and issue with all of that. Does that make me a bad person because I came to church when I had a need? Nope. Makes you a good person. It makes you a person that knows where to run to when you're going through, when you're going through hell because that man did it and he got far more than he bargained for.
And in reality, when you run to the master in your time of temporal need, not only is he going to take care of the temporal need, he's going to take care of the eternal need. Amen. You're going to make it to heaven. You're going to be saved. I, I, I don't want to just be healed in my body and then go to hell. Come on. There's got to be something in us today that says, I don't want to just be healed. I want to be saved. And what Jesus is far more concerned about in your life today is he wants you to be saved. But he cares about you enough to take care of the need. For verse 11 tells us, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, went forth before them, insomuch they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we've never seen it in that fashion. How do you overcome resistance? How do you overcome opposition in your life? You let faith determine your direction. Don't let doubt keep you on the ground. Don't let unbelief keep you with the crowd. But let there be something in you that says, if I can just get to, there was a lot of people that touched him on that day. There was a lot of people around him when the lady with the issue of blood was there. A lot of people touched his clothes. So much so that the disciples said to him, what do you mean somebody touched you? People have been touching you all day. It's a lot of people that touch him. But when your faith and your expectation touches the master, lose your faith is the only way out you hear me in the holy ghost your faith amen is your only way out of opposition it's your faith god's gonna how does it break it down preacher i'm gonna break it down when, when, when there seems to be no way god's gonna make a way I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to do what he calls me to do. I'm not going to live based on what everybody else is doing. I'm going to do what God wants me to do in this moment. And if I will do it and remain faithful, God is going to take care of it. Come with a word for you today. He's going to take care of the opposition in your life. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I want, I want all of us to come tonight, today. I, I would like you to come to the altar. If you're not comfortable with that, you can just step out of the seat that you're in. It's 9.24. We've been here for 55 minutes. There's faith in this room. There is faith in this room.
Jesus. Opposition is an opportunity for God to move. Opposition is an opportunity for God to move in your life and for you to grow. It's an opportunity. It's hard, it hurts, it's painful. It's, 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 it doesn't make life fun, but it's an opportunity for you to see the Lord in a way that you have never seen him before. I didn't. I, I did not see him the way that I saw him uh, I, I, when when Winston went through the surgeries and the pain and the issues. I saw the Lord in a different way than I have ever seen him before. Because pain brings revelation, and and pain brings growth. It's painful, it hurts, but I'm telling you, it's working for your good. Don't cower to the pain, don't cower to the pressure. Allow the pain to, to persevere through the pain and let God do what he wants to do in your life. I want everybody to lift your hands and close your eyes. They're gonna begin to sing and play right now. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. God, we pray, oh Lord, for every person in this building today. God, they have come, Lord. They have come, Lord, determined in their spirit that I'm going to come no matter what, no matter what I feel, no matter what I'm going through. I'm going to go to the house of God. I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. And I pray today, oh God, that their faith, oh Lord, would be encouraged and strengthened today. That their faith would be lifted, oh Lord. That they would see the other way that they would see the way that faith is creating in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift your hands and receive from the Lord right now. Come on, he's pouring out strength. He's pouring out healing. He's pouring out encouragement right now. Promise keep light in the darkness. That is who you Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.